Now we're rolling, Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, Mr. Zach Partridge in the house. What up, man? What up, Holmes? Got a uh, special podcast today, uh, Proving Ground Invitational. Are you guys the, the founders of the Proving Ground Invitational, Carl Mio? Carl, you're the founder. Carl Sims, yeah. the founder of the Proving Ground Invitational, and Mio Strong are joining us today to talk about the tournament <clears throat> this Saturday at the Maverick Center. You guys, we're excited. We're excited to have you guys on here. Thanks for, well, thanks for having us, guys. We appreciate it greatly. And thanks for having all the girls on so far. Yes. They've been party. amazing. It's been great having them come on and um, seeing everybody kind of get excited about doing doing this tournament. It's it's a great opportunity for Utah jiu-jitsu and women's jiu-jitsu in Utah. Yeah, actually, right. women's jiu-jitsu anywhere. Anywhere, like, yeah, because they're not all from Utah, right? You guys girls flying in from out of state too, right? Yeah, and honestly, the purse payout, the way it's structured, it's the best super fight tournament opportunity that I've ever been a part of. And I've competed a, several times in things like this, and it's the payout is the biggest. The whole premise of Proving Grounds has always been equal pay for equal belts. It's not about gender, it's about belts. If you're a black belt, brown belt, purple belt, you get the paid, you get paid the same whether you're a man or a woman. And that's always been my big thing is equality that way. Yeah. It's crazy too, to see like the history of proving grounds because I was the first female super fight ever. And that was what, like five or six years ago. And then yeah. like when, as the more I got to know Carl, the more I got to understand like the gap in women's jujitsu was like, all right, how are we going to work together to build this up? And Carl has been like a thousand percent on board from day one. We've done brackets. We've done super fights. It's been um, really, really uh, positive growth trajectory. Well, so, the best thing that's ever happened to Proving Grounds was Mio. Honestly, it's like I was I, I was doing a lot of this myself and having Mio, the, you know, she's, she's a staple in jujitsu period, but especially women's jujitsu in Utah. So it's made it made it fantastic. It's been a fantastic partnership. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Is this something? So like, is this something where where you guys are planning on? We're doing it at the Maverick Center in a cage. That's a fun nuance and all that. Is it is proving ground like next year going back to like going to a venue with open mats, or is it something that you guys would like to continue at the Maverick Center and pairing it up with a fight card? Do you want me to take this? Or are you, Mio? Go ahead. Go ahead. We probably have different answers, but you, yeah, take it. Yep. So I'll tell you the two two things about this. Um, I'm getting older. I've kind of, uh, it's been a lot of stress in my life. I run a business as well. So I've been trying to kind of uh, separate proving grounds. Kind of the women's side is a lot, is Mio strong. And the men's side, I've kind of passed on to Reed Hewland. And uh, so... There, there will be hopefully uh, both sides. There'll be the venue like we've always had at that church and state that those guys there have been absolutely amazing to work with. John McCain, Amir Alam, and the guys that own church and state, Thomas, and, and uh, uh, I also, man, my mind, I'm old. But so I'm hoping to do both to where we can still do it with the women and the men's and in both venues. Yeah. Mio? Yeah, and my answer is I would love to see like these all-female cards partnered with Cody Benderson. Everybody knows and loves Cody Benderson and respects Cody Benderson, and that's actually why I agreed to take this on because I'm like Carl. like I'm pulled in 50 different yeah. directions and do not have time to run Proving Grounds. 
So I wanted to partner with Cody one, because I trust him. I love him. And also after being on Cody's fight card myself last year, it's just a rare opportunity for women in combat sports to start merging. And I also feel like with the um, rise in combat jujitsu, it's, we need to educate the audience. And this is one baby step way to educate the audience into, instead of like all the drunk dudes in affliction shirts yelling, stand them up. (laughs) Like, you know, they understand like, oh fuck, he's screwed. He's in a mounted triangle or he's, you know, they start to understand. And I'm not only drunk dudes in affliction shirts say that. She's talking about you, Zach. She's talking about you, Zach. <laughs> you know, I've never owned an affliction shirt in my life. You're um, too young. No, no, I have. You stop it. Uh, Jason's <laughs> all muscled up uh, with tattoos, so he fits. Right? He fits right? the perfect. I don't guy. drink, and I don't drink either. So I don't yeah. drink. Okay, it's good, but I just—it's just really a great opportunity yeah. to start educating the audience as to the beauty and the art of jujitsu, as well as the savagery. I feel like women um, training hard for something with a female is different than with a man. And it's like when two women go at it, we may love and respect each other and like hug after it, but I'm going to like cross face and put my chin in your eyeball. And I'm going to like, like be as dirty as possible. Like, Competing women, I feel like, are so savage and fierce. And this will be, um, you know, a good opportunity for us to showcase our, you know, hobbies. Because really none of the guys, well, nobody in the bracket is a professional competitor or a professional coach, right? But our female black belts are all professional jiu-jitsu athletes. So it is, yeah, isn't that badass? And we have the first ever. So in Utah, there are only... um, I want to say two black belts that are women and there's technically three, but it depends on if you count no gi belting systems versus like a traditional jujitsu belting system. But there's really only one, two, two active black belts in Utah. So this, we have four on our show. This is amazing. One Aaron Reese and Nikki Sullivan, they're going to have a super fight. I've trained with both of them. I feel like a white belt who doesn't know what's happening every single time I train with them. They are incredible martial artists. Nikki is coming out of Atos HQ in San Diego and Erin and her husband, Dan own iron roots BJJ in uh, Colorado Springs, but Erin got her black belt here in Utah. So I still consider her, I didn't count her in the two active black belts, but I still consider her um, like a huge role model for all of us girls here in Utah that are still training and plugging away, trying to get that damn black belt. (laughs) But she's coming from Colorado Springs. They're going to have a 10 minute um, sub only EBI overtime rules match. And then we have Amy Campo from Maury's Zenith Jiu Jitsu up in. She is honestly the most incredible, most talented Jiu Jitsu athlete, man or woman. In my book, she's top 10 man or woman black belts in the state now that might piss off a lot of dudes but they also probably haven't trained with her and they have not competed at that level who has ever won adcc trials as a man in utah nobody no one no one nobody and to to make um it even more impressive amy is the smallest competitor 
in that bracket because ADCC only has two female weight classes, which is total bullshit. And I think that's going to be changing soon, but her accolades, like she's phenomenal. Like it just does not get better than her. In fact, trying to match make for her was a nightmare. I mean, absolute nightmare. The top, we don't need it. <laughs> no, he don't, we can keep going. Yeah, we're not going to wait for him. The top of the top cream of the crop black belts in the country, like <clears throat> everybody <throat> said no, or everybody wanted ridiculous amounts of money. And then we did have one woman that I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to bring her back at some point to go against Amy. She did accept and she was very excited, but she had seminars already booked back to back that she could not move, but she did try to move them. She wanted a piece of Amy. So we are definitely pushing for that, but we're so grateful that Aislinn um, took this match. It was actually a teammate of mine, Rajna, who uh, match made that for me. She knows yeah. Aislinn from um, Seattle area. She won the Medusa combat jujitsu tournament. Like that is badass to me. Like the fact that she just, and Nikki and Aaron were both in that combat jujitsu tournament. Um, so Aislinn is coming in as the winner um, of that. And she's super young. Amy's super young. I mean, these girls are like 21, I think. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm super excited for that matchup too. And our bracket is incredible. Our brackets are incredible. Yeah, that was my next question is talk a little bit about the, the brackets and the, and the girls that are in the in the tournaments because there's two brackets, right? Yeah, we have an under 135 bracket. And that is actually, I'm going to just double check, but I think I have the fight posters here. Um, yeah, see, exactly, Christian. Amy makes everybody feel like a white belt. Um, while Neil so goes over that, oh, I'm sorry. While Neil goes over that, I just kind of want to tell you some history and proving grounds. Oh, yes. We have never had a boring women's match, ever. That's the the insane thing about women is is honestly they go for it they don't give two craps it is it's always been fire that's why i'm so excited about the women's brackets and having an all women show is is we've never had a boring match it's been incredible but carry on meal okay so our 135 under 135 bracket is all local women so that makes me very, very happy. Uh, we have Unified Jiu-Jitsu, Team Link, Cash Valley, One Hit, Gracie Baja, The Front, Tenth Planet, all represented. So okay. that makes me really happy because the whole point of this show is to grow women's jiu-jitsu. And then our under 155 bracket, um, we actually have half from out of state and okay. half local girls. Um, that's going to be an incredible bracket, mainly because I don't really know what to expect from some of these out of, out of state girls. I've rolled with everybody in the under 135 bracket, except for Maddie. Oh, actually, and Kelly. Kelly and I have never trained together. So I kind of know where they are in the bracket, but in the under 155 bracket, it's who knows. And we have four MMA fighters. So we have one MMA fighter in the under 130 bracket, and then we have four in the under 155 bracket. So it'll be interesting to see if the cage makes a difference, if the venue makes a difference, right? Like competing to be an, a really successful competitor, you have to have mental strength too, yeah. right? If you get out there and you freeze or you, you know, you panic or you don't know how to deal with the pressure of all <clears throat> you, that's, that's definitely, um, you know, something to toss it in the air, but we have, um, yeah, let's see. Lauren Chittister has MMA fighting experience. Jocelyn yeah. Lindo does. 
Jade McCoy does, um, and Riley Timmons Martinez does, and actually Lauren Ryan does stand up. Ashley does stand up. Sam does stand up. Steph does stand like everybody trains both arts. It's just a matter of only four of them have actually ever fought in a cage. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I got a question for you on the combat jujitsu match between Samson and Warren. Talk a little bit about how that came together because those two have actually competed in the proving grounds, I believe, three years right. ago already against each other. Right. And now they're doing a combat jujitsu. Tell everybody, talk a little bit about those two and their credentials and what they can expect in, in that combat jujitsu match that I'm super excited about. Absolutely. So both of those guys have fought MMA as well as their accomplished jujitsu practitioners. And so, it, you know, you guys all know Damon Morgan. I always talk to Damon about jiu-jitsu versus MMA. And I tell Damon all the time that there's a lot of guys that in a pure jiu-jitsu match will beat me or beat someone. But in a combat jiu-jitsu match or a fight, that changes. When you're getting smacked in the face and you roll under for a knee bar or for a, a heel hook and someone's slopping you in the grill, things change a little bit. So the reason why we're excited for both of these guys have MMA experience, they're both accomplished grapplers. I would, both of these guys would kick the crap out of me. I wouldn't want to grapple either of these dudes or in a fight. And so it's just going to be an exciting matchup. You guys all know Samson. You guys all know Warren. And uh, so it kind of came together. We were just looking for some combat jujitsu matches. And uh, Samson was a name that we had on uh, in mind. And we reached out to a lot of other jiu-jitsu competitors. And when they heard that it was a, you know, a combat jiu-jitsu match, people were like, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on that. Because, you know, when you're getting smacked in the face, I heard the other day on your uh, podcast when you were talking about training with Samson. Yeah. How'd that feel? How'd that feel? Uh, so, hey, full <laughs> oh, you didn't do it. That's hey, right. Full disclosure. I do not get in on those rounds. There's high. I'm just a yeah. little six month old white belt. Like I, right. you know, Joel and TJ and those guys, I let those guys handle that. But it's, right. I can tell you right now, it, it's, yeah. and I've called Zach and told him to, it, it, it's, it's no joke. Like it's, it's different. pretty brutal. Yeah. It's, but it's exciting. So, yeah. So most of this card, this is why I give Mio so much credit. In the past, I've done 90% of putting things together, matchmaking, etc. I've been 10% involved. So Mio is actually the one who put all this together. So once again, I know I seem like a bump on a log. It's like, why is Carl even here? I'm going to pass it to Mio because Mio actually did so much of this to get this card together. So Mio, how did that conversation go with getting this match with Warren? You know, obviously you guys said you reached out to a bunch of different people. Was Warren? I'm assuming Warren wasn't hesitant. He's just like, I'm, I'm Let, taking. Let's not mention names. Let's not mention names. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, Mio, no. You don't, have to, you don't have to mention the names, but how, I mean, how did that conversation go with Warren? I mean, I'm assuming he just, he was all about it because they've already, and from what yeah. I've heard from everybody was their first match was razor thin and could have went either way. Yeah, and what's interesting is Warren stepped in last minute at PGI. Yes. We had a douchebag yes. who will never be on our show again. Decided, What's his name? What's his name? I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> but um, drop out. Well, I'm sorry, but as a promoter, if you drop out of the show and you're not like dead with a limb on the side of the road, like I don't. I don't oh, oh I, I know now. So I, 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 let, me, let, me, let me just back that up a little bit, just so. So understand that it, it, with Proving Grounds, we usually have backups and people plan to step in. 
uh, twice this has happened to us. One time I actually jumped in and competed in our first Proving Grounds. It sucked. But um, the second time, this kid just didn't show up. And so we, I literally called Eddie Morey at the last minute, asked him if, if Warren would be interested. This was like the night before at weigh-ins. Warren showed up after working all night, cut the weight to make the weight all in a 24-hour period, and then put a clinic on throughout the tournament. He beat two guys in order to get to the finals against Samson. And so this is a rematch, in essence, but with combat. So from there, I'll let Mio go, but uh, that was the just... <laughs> I'm a little more diplomatic than my little sister here, so... <laughs> yes, yes, and I appreciate that. It's a good balance. But um, so from that night, like, I had no idea who Warren was, but then watching him and what he did to find success that day, man, I was like, mad respect, whatever I can do to support you. And um, I've been talking to Eddie Mori a lot because Amy is a really hard person to find a match for. So I'd get somebody yeah. that's interested. I'd reach out to him. I'd get, you know what I mean? All this back and forth yeah. with Eddie. And I also told him, I was like, hey, man, we have just had, I can't believe it that everybody's scared of Samson and combat jujitsu. Like, it is the weirdest thing to me. Um, and he's like, Warren will take it. I'm like, really? He's like, yep, Warren will take it. I was like, done. So it was actually Eddie's idea. Awesome. I've never even spoken to Warren. Yeah, he's, he's a great kid. Guy. He's a pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. quiet kid from what I've gathered of, of him. Yeah. A yeah. quiet savage. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. yeah. He's very good yeah. on the ground. Like when calling his MMA fights, like that's the only thing I can say. Like whenever he's fighting, I'm like, you don't want it to go to a ground. You don't want it. Don't. No. I don't even, no. I've talked to no. a couple of people that he's fought in a cage and that he's finished with a triangle. And they have both said, I, you know, they've rolled with like high level guys. And they said, I've never felt anything like his triangle in my life. Yeah. Wow. So Samson, <laughs> take note. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm super, I'm excited. This is going to be, so, it's going to be a great night. Go ahead. Zach. Sorry, sorry, I, had I, a, I had a little emergency. I had to take care of. I, I hope you didn't say it. So in the girls brackets, I don't know if you can say this or whatever. I know you don't want to say like, who you think's gonna win, obviously, because anything can happen. Who who do you think could be a dark horse that maybe people don't know or who people should keep an eye on if they don't know any of these girls? Like me, I don't know most of these girls. I haven't seen really any of them compete. Who should I keep an eye on that huh. it stands out? That's a good I, question. Yeah, no, so I'll I'll be honest with you, because I saw her at Worlds compete is Marisa is a white belt. Well, she's just got her blue belt, correct? I'm sorry, she's got her blue belt. She's a savage. Mm -hmm. And if you sleep on that girl, she's gonna rip your foot off. And, and so- Six days a week, twice a day. Like That's to me one of those dark horses in the under 135 bracket. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and I would say too, Steph might be a dark horse in the 155 bracket because she hasn't competed since she's a white belt. And um, and she's just not really out there. Uh, I've never trained with Kelly or Maddie. So those two are, are unknowns for me in the yeah. under 35 bracket. And they're also our two smallest. Well, no, we have three small women. The is, somebody, seven, you know. is somebody that trains with Maddie? Just, yeah, she just. And and I trained with Kelly. I, I I believe in Maddie as a dark horse. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, like you just never know, and that's the beauty of sub only. 
right? It's like, how good are, are you at getting out of subs? Are you as good at attacking as you are defending? Like, I don't know. There's so many unknowns and who's coming off an injury. And honestly, we have women in their late forties in this bracket yeah. and we have girls that are 17. So it's yeah. age, fitness level, mental strength. Like there's so much that goes into it. It's really going to be uh, an exciting afternoon of fights of matches. So Mio, I want you to touch on, on something that's it's obviously jujitsu is new to, for me as of this year, I've been consistently training finally, but mm -hmm. talk a little bit about if, if you're somebody that's new to this as, especially the females, since we're focusing on the females, like give, give, maybe give a little bit of a background on how you got started in jujitsu so that maybe the first time person is looking at this thinking, Oh man, maybe I can do this and kind of give them a little bit of insight on <clears throat> what you went through to get started in your. Yeah. Jiu -jitsu. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm, 44. So I'm mid forties. Like I would say it's never too late. And listening to the previous podcast where you've had um, our athletes on every single person said they were scared for literally like the first three months of training every single female and you too. I'm glad you admit it. No, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And I think understanding that everybody is feeling that way and it's not just you and it's not just like this weird, I have a bubble and then people are now touching me. And it's uh, as women, I feel like we don't grow up necessarily, especially if we don't have brothers, we don't grow up rough housing. I think that's changing a little bit. Like my daughters and I go at it. So it's, huh. it's a little different <laughs> when they're both bigger than me. So I'm like, oh, like I have to work and I will eye gouge those suckers. <laughs> I need to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, we don't grow up rough housing. We don't grow up like with a strong physicality, like little boys do, I feel like. And so it can be extra intimidating. And then also to go into a male dominated environment is very intimidating. So I would say if you're thinking about starting jujitsu, um, don't sign a contract anywhere, go train, at a handful of gyms, get the vibe of the gym, talk to the professor, um, you know, talk to the other women at the gym, make sure there are upper belts, make sure there are women in positions of power, make sure that you feel respected and heard and be able to say no to training with somebody if you don't want to. And we have a, an unspoken rule at Unified where all the women ask the guys to train. And I know this is an unspoken rule with Carl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That is, right. Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, just I never ask a woman to train. I never. I've. I will always let a woman ask me to train first because I'm going to elaborate and I cut, cut you off here, Mio. Please do. Everything Mio, Mio said also applies to men. I had yeah. fought mixed martial arts before I started jujitsu, and I, after and so when I started jujitsu, I was still nervous after yeah. I had fought because it is a whole different thing. And I'm not a person that's real touchy-feely. And so it's a weird vibe and I'm a small guy. So when you add all that together, I, I probably relate to women a little bit because of those, those fears. I'm, you know, five foot seven, 170 pounds. And, you know, there's all those factors. So everything Mio is saying, I, I concur. It's, just, it's, it's exactly how I feel. But, uh, and as guys out there, some advice to guys, don't be creeper dude that goes up to a girl that comes to the gym and says, Hey, do you want to roll? Dude, you don't know it, what it's like being a woman walking into a gym. 
let that lady ask you to roll. Because it, it, it's a very, you know, as Mio would say, I hate to say, or I don't hate to say it, I love to say this. Women love to train with me, one, because I'm not a dick. I don't just go Hulk mode on them. And you, I, I will, when I roll with Mio, Mio is better than me. She beats me technically. So I, I roll technically with Mio or with other women. And so there's some, and this is a whole other podcast, but there's some real good, good uh, words of wisdom you can use training with a woman and as a woman training. And don't be afraid to say, I don't want to roll. I do it. If I see Zach, a, you know, a big, uh, what are you, a white belt now, Zach? Is it? No, too straight. No, I'm kidding. Eight stripe white belt. But no, I mean, exactly. But no, I'm serious. I see a young stud like Zach. Because I know Zach, I'll roll with Zach. But like when I see a young purple belt, I'm a black belt. I see a young purple belt, Jack, that's like, hey, you want to roll, dude? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm cool. So I, it, it applies to women and men is basically what I'm getting to. Okay. Yeah. And I think the only difference, not to correct you, but yeah. is a male-dominated environment. Right. Well, so right. that's yeah. another level of stress and anxiety to women. Yeah, sure. But our community is growing. It's, I mean, I think Unified has a team of over 50 women that train. Oh yeah. I've heard you guys. Have got, yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. Like Jason, your wife is totally into it because she has oh, yeah. the training partners yeah. that she trusts and yep. she feels safe yeah. with. And, you know, she feels confident and, and safe. I think those are the two biggest things. And I got to add in the other reason women love to train with Carl is because Carl <laughs> takes training to the next level. <laughs> He always smells good. He's always got clean gear on. When he sweats, he doesn't purposely put it in your eyeballs or your mouth. Like it's it that shit matters yeah. to me. Anyway. But and most girls really, yeah, they love to train with Carl for lots of reasons. And, but all that aside, it, it is tough for women. And and but I the thing that I'm really encouraged about here in Utah, like Mio said, Unified has a big uh, women's group. Fusion Fusion Academy down in St. George. Jim oh, yeah. and Ace Reese, they have like a hundred plus women. Yeah. I mean, those are those are the things that I'm so encouraged. You know, I've had my daughters train a little bit. It's really cool. And that's what the whole promotion about the women in jiu-jitsu. I, I mean, I, I'm not like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a social justice warrior. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm all cool, man. The more women that we can get on the mat to train, the better. Because it's it's about self defense, having that confidence. It gives you a, martial arts just gives you a, a like a superpower. It's amazing. So. Yeah, a sense of empowerment and sense of finding your voice, and it's really great for fitness. I mean, it's so many things go with the mental health aspect of it, the physical aspect of it. So if you're even thinking about it, reach out to one of the four of us. We yes. would be happy to, you know, train with you, meet you at a gym. In fact, like I had a girl reach out to me. I used to train with her like five or six years ago. She's just coming back from an injury. She's like, hey, I just need some safe upper belt training partners. Where can I go? I'm like, meet me at Unified at noon. And then all of a sudden I had six upper belt women. I'm like, hey, she's yeah. injured. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And she had an amazing time. So, and she's not even a member of Unified. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited. One big thing that I do have to hit on before we run is first colony mortgage. The owners, Aaron, Amazing. Corey Shelley, they are our main sponsor. So okay. they are our only financial flagship sponsor that has made this in, 
possible. Like I cannot even tell you how much I appreciate and how grateful I am for this business who doesn't even know what jujitsu is. Right. They're amazing people. Amazing people. Yeah. They're a huge support of smart defense. And so talking about women in jujitsu and what I'm trying to do. And they were like, how can we help? I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) and right. They signed the check and they're making it possible. So I'm very, very grateful to first colony mortgage. If you guys can go out, just follow them on social media, give them and uh, really, really, really give them the, um, you know, credit that's due. And also I got a shout out to, um, Clint. He, uh, this is his, it's I am radness on Instagram. He designed our women's tank for this event and, Literally, I was like, hey, I need it like in 48 hours. Can you do it? <laughs> and this is yeah. the theme I want. This is the, you know, everything that we're going for. It is a badass, gorgeous design. He's a tattoo artist. So hit him up if you guys need any work done. We've been really, really, really grateful for him as well. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this Saturday, June 25th at the Maverick Center, Proving Ground Invitational and Fierce Fighting Championship 20. Don't miss it. You can go to our website, fiercefightingchampionship.com and purchase your tickets. Be sure to support your favorite fighter by clicking on their picture. Carl, Mio, thank you very thank much you. for joining us and shedding a little bit of light on this, this tournament. Doors open Bye, at Rose, 240. Doors what? open. Hey, shush, shush. Doors open <laughs> at 245. The show starts at 315. Yes. Your ticket will get you access to everything. So please come right at you know right to support the first bracket that goes at three fifteen. We really appreciate that. And if you can't make it, you can purchase the pay per view on our website as well. So if you're from out of state listening to this and you're not being able to make it, uh, be sure to click on that pay per view and watch. Then you'll be able to watch the tournament and the and the fights from the comfort of your own home if you're out of state. Yeah. If you're in state, you got to come. Yeah. All right, Carl <laughs> Neil. Thank you guys very much for joining us. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Okay. We Bye, are guys. out. We are out.